Welcome to In the Know by Diane Schindler. This is Diane Schindler speaking. I'm the host of In the Know, the podcast show. I'm an author, a presenter, a solo nomad, a travel blogger, and a photographer. So this podcast show includes writing tips, travel tips, and my views of life from savvy and thoughtful to quirky and humorous. I hope you enjoy the show. Justin Reeve, a scientist working for a small research lab, stumbles across a unique tree while hiking in the Smokies. His Cherokee friends identify it as a sacred healing tree, thought to be extinct and the source of a powerful ancient remedy capable of curing fatal illness. Desperate to save his sister who is dying from breast cancer, Justin creates some medicine from the tree and secretly gives it to her. When her apparent recovery leaves doctors confounded, evidence proves the healing tree is a reason. Unknown to him, a global pharmaceutical firm offers to buy the lab. Surrounded by lies and deception, Justin battles powerful foes willing to use any means necessary to protect their financial interests. With betrayal and death lurking in the shadows, Justin must carefully choose who to trust to save the tree and his sister. That's Daryl Bollinger reading the blurb from his seventh medical thriller entitled The Healing Tree. We're going to be talking about The Healing Tree today. Let's listen in. Medical thriller number seven. Where'd you get this idea? Uh, well, as you know, Diane, I love hiking, and we live less than a mile from the Great Smoky Mountains National Park in Western North Carolina. In May of 2019, I was hiking with a friend when he proposed a premise of a hiker spotting an unusual tree in the park that was thought to be extinct. And we took the idea, and by the end of our hike, we had sketched out pretty much the entire novel. Justin Reeve, the protagonist, starts out as a perfectionist who hates mistakes. He hates his mistakes as well as others. So does he grow? Does he grow in the story? And how? And if he does, how does that happen? Justin does start out having little tolerance for mistakes. He's a perfectionist and uh, he has no tolerance for mistakes in others as well as himself. And I think he learns over the course of the story that everyone makes mistakes and we all have secrets. It's human nature. Uh, his sister is dying and he's faced with bending the rules to try to save her by creating this medicine uh, in secret. And in the process, he learns that there are many shades of gray in, in life situations. So there are many shades of gray, meaning that he's really gonna have to shift his principles a little bit, shift his idea of always being perfect. Absolutely. Yep. He has to go outside, out of bounds, as I call it. He has to, to bend the rules a little bit in order to do this, but he does it because he wants to save his dying sister. Let me ask you about your antagonist. Uh, your antagonist has multiple faces. Can you comment on that? 
Sure. Uh, big Pharma is an easy target. Uh, it's kind of the evil corporation and, and it has people in it that put profits above all else. And But you have to put a human face on a corporation. And Robert Kendall Jr., who is the primary antagonist in the story, is a very complex character. And with most antagonists, he's not all bad and he has some good points. He started the lab in the beginning with good intentions. He, it came out of his wife's losing battle with cancer and that's why he started the lab to try to find a, a cure. Now his only son, Bobby, who happens to be Justin's good friend uh, is weak and he suffers in the shadow of an overbearing father. And the third face of the antagonist, Carter Knox is Kendall's friend and a banker, but he's totally self-serving and He's one who only cares about the bottom line, very selfish, and I would say more or less kind of a stereotype antagonist. So you have three, quote, antagonists. One is Big Pharma. That's the pharmaceutical companies. And within, within that, is that Randall? Yes, Robert Kendall. Robert Kendall I'm sorry, Jr. Kendall. Is the primary antagonist, and he is trying to sell his lab to the uh, pharmaceutical corporation. And the and pharmaceutical to... corporation is also considered an antagonist in your concept of this thriller. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, okay. I'm just trying to put a human face or hu multiple human faces on it to make it more relatable to the audience. Yeah, very clever. And then the third one. Carter Knox, he is the, uh, uh, he's an investment banker who is Robert Kendall's best friend. And he's the one that's trying to complete the deal because he stands to gain a lot financially from it. So he doesn't care who gets hurt or what happens or what they have to do to make the deal go through. That's the only thing he's interested in. Yeah. Boy, this sounds familiar. And not that, that, not that your novel is familiar, but we are familiar, aren't we, with big pharma. We're familiar with money. We're familiar with people in power when you're trying to get something done. So this is going to speak to a lot of your readers. Now you have a Cherokee element in the story, an Indian, Native American element in the story. So tell me about your research so that you could put that in your novel. As you know, or maybe you don't, but the Eastern Band of the Cherokee Indians were in Western North Carolina long before any European settlers showed up in this area. Uh, and I probably read um, eight different books on Cherokee uh, tribes, starting, of course, with the Trail of Tears. Uh, the Trail of Tears, the Rise and Fall of the Cherokee Nation by John Ely, uh, which I highly recommend, by the way, is a very uh, factual nonfiction account of the Cherokee and how the role they played in the Trail of Tears. And so I, that's a really good book to start with. And I wanted to be very accurate and very respectful of the Cherokee traditions. Um, I did find out in, in the course of my research that the topic of healers, as, as they're sometimes called, or medicine men or women, is a very, very sensitive subject in their culture. And they don't normally discuss it very much with outsiders. It's hard to get a lot of what I call inside information about that. So they're, they're so guarded about their culture. In the program notes, by the way, we're going to have a link to your book, The Healing Tree. 
And now that you've mentioned this other book, Trails of Tears, I, uh, with your permission, I'll also put that link in the program notes because your readers may also want to read that book. And who's the author again? John Ely is E-H-L-E. And it's one of the uh, hot, uh, very highly respected book on the uh, Cherokee history. Okay, we'll add that. Interesting story. And I think people that do have an interest in it would uh, find the, the book very, very helpful. So you use real places in this book, like you do in all of your novels, but you also make up places. So when you're writing a novel, how do you decide how to make up places or make them real? That's a good question, Diane. I, I've always liked setting my stories in actual places. Uh, some authors don't like to do that because they find it somewhat confining, and that's why some authors prefer the freedom of a totally fictional setting. Uh, Michael Connolly, who's a favorite author of mine that writes crime thrillers, he sets his Harry Bosch series in actual places in Los Angeles, California. And to me, the freedom, uh, you get the freedom in mixing up made up places with real ones. And I like using real places uh, in my books and I do in The Healing Tree. And I think that makes a story relatable and it gives it a dimension of reality. But sometimes uh, the story calls for a, a place that doesn't really exist or it's a negative connotation of a place that uh, uh, I don't want to convey a negative connotation of an actual place. So that's when I'll make up uh, a place to go in the story mm -hmm. alongside real places. And that's, to me, that's part of the fun of writing fiction. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. So now, what, how would you describe the overarching theme of The Healing Tree? I think it's simple. It's a classic struggle of good versus evil. And I include uh, what I think is a healthy dose of redemption and betrayal as sub-themes, but the main theme is good versus evil. Mm -hmm. So now this is your seventh thriller. You've written six other thrillers. I'm so jealous. I can't stand it. So in the program notes, by the way, listeners, you will find um, a link to Daryl's website to look at all of his novels. And we'll also have a link to where you can buy The Healing Tree. But all of your novels are medical thrillers. I want to know why. And then secondly, this is a double question. I've heard that you, I've heard you say before that you like to educate your readers on healthcare. So were you trying to educate readers when you were writing The, the Healing Tree? Well, I, I write medical thrillers. I spent 28 years in uh, hospital administration and finance. So that's my background. And, and healthcare is a topic that touches all of us sooner or later in, in our lifetime. And uh, I, I like to learn things when I read, even when it's fiction. And I've been told by my readers that they like that about my books as well. And I have to confess, I copied that from Michael Crichton, uh, another one of my favorite authors. He did that uh, brilliantly, taking a, a complex subject and trying to make it relatable and wrapping this incredible story around it. Um, 
The other thing is much of healthcare, how healthcare works is a mystery to most people. And so I, I try to sneak in a little information to educate people without being obvious about, about it. And what I'm trying to do in the healing tree is illuminate the fact that in our country, healthcare is first and foremost a business. And it's a business motivated entirely by profit, just like any other business. And that's why deep down, uh, one of the points I make in the healing tree is that pharmaceutical companies and providers, they like to provide a treatment versus a cure. Uh, we don't want to give you a one-time cure in this country. Uh, one of my favorite <laughs> lines of the book, if I can, I'd like to read it, uh, is a line from Robert Kendall, the antagonist at a meeting. And Carter Knox, his investment banker, tells him, make no mistake, Robert, Barant or any other pharmaceutical firm doesn't want a cure. They all want a treatment. Big difference. Barant's paying $5 billion for a cash cow, not a cure. Tramerix is a cash pipeline. Patients have to take it for the rest of their lives. And at $25,000 a dose, it's a pharmaceutical firm's dream. I hate love that. Because <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I don't want to get too political, but I digress. You know, the novel that I'm writing has to do with um, health insurance companies in the United States. It's a thriller. So, well, yeah. un unfortunately, in our healthcare system, Diana, uh, we get paid for doing things. We don't get paid for making you well and keeping you well. We get paid for doing things, more tests. Uh, more drugs, more everything, because that's the compensation model in our healthcare system. Yeah, yeah. I know. Don't get me started. <laughs> Daryl is so excited to announce he's planning a virtual book launch for The Healing Tree. It's sponsored by Blue Ridge Books in Waynesville. The address there is 428 Hazelwood Avenue. Let me give you the phone number so you can call for store hours and thank them, by the way, for sponsoring Daryl's virtual book launch. The phone number is 829-456-6000. This virtual book launch is going to be a fun, informative 45-minute Zoom presentation talking about Daryl's brand new book, The Healing Tree. He will have a more in-depth introduction to Justin Reeve and spend more time discussing the inspiration for the story. Attendees will have a chance to win free copies of The Healing Tree in ebook form and a grand prize giveaway, a personally signed paperback copy of The Healing Tree. We hope you will attend, but first, Daryl wants your help to determine the optimal dates and times for this launch. To that end, please send him an email at daryl at darylbollinger.com and choose a date, either Tuesday, March 23rd, Wednesday, March 24th, or Thursday, March 25th. And what time would you prefer? What time is good for you? 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, or 6.30? Now, in case this is too much information that I've rattled off suddenly, all of this information is in the show notes. 
So after listening to the podcast, just click back into the show notes and find everything that I just shared with you. Daryl is eager to know when he can see you on his virtual book launch. Thanks so much. I'll see you then too. plans to make a series you have six medical thrillers your this is your seventh and then we're going to talk about before we end today we're going to talk a little bit perhaps about your eighth any ideas on a series well i will i always say we kind of we'll see what kind of reception the healing tree uh gets but yes i am thinking about a series fe- featuring justin reeve and some of the other characters yeah, so carrying on with the characters. So let's jump yeah. to your, we're, at, we're out of order here in a way because we planned this outline so that we could have a nice, perfectly organized podcast, but it just kind of leads naturally into this other book that you're writing. Let's go to that just for a moment and then we'll come back to the healing tree if that's all right with you. Sure. So what are you working on now, right now? Well, I'm working on book number eight, uh, which will be released uh, hopefully the end of this year. Uh, In this book, I'm going back to South Florida for my setting, and a disgraced federal agent uh, in South Florida gets roped into helping a man find his daughter who has been kicked out of a drug treatment program when her insurance runs out. This is a book that you started before and put away for a while, is it? Is that true? Yes, the, uh, the book that I'm working on, book number eight, uh, I was working on it when I first got the idea for the healing tree. Uh, and the healing tree, just as, as book ideas do, and you know this, uh, they just reach out and grab you. Uh, mm-hmm. They kind of like reach out and grab you by the throat and take hold of your life. <laughs> and I was halfway through with uh, this book number eight that I just described in South Florida. And then when I went on the hike uh, with my friend, he came up with the idea and the idea just consumed me. I could not get it down on paper quick enough. And uh, that's when I wrote The Healing Tree. Very cool. Let me ask you this. When you had to reach back into this other novel, the eighth novel, reach back and begin to write again, was it difficult to get back into the story? Um, actually, in, in some ways, Diane, it was easier. Uh, I was at a point when I was doing the new novel, uh, the working title for the new novel is called The Treatment Plan. Uh, and that may change before I, I publish it. But uh, when I was working on uh, the treatment plan, I was very, uh, I was had gotten to a point where I was unsure about some of the direction I wanted to go with some of the characters. And so I was kind of at a point where I needed to take a pause. And so when I did take a pause and wrote The Healing Tree, uh, getting back into it, I found that the the time away from it had re-energized me. And I was I just really got back into it and picked up uh, almost immediately like I had never left the thing. So it was actually, I think, a good thing. That's great. That's really impressive. So are all of your books set in North Carolina? I thought they were. And then I was reading about this eighth book, um, the blurb for the eighth book, and it, it starts in Florida. Yeah, my first six books actually were, uh, are all based in South Florida. 
uh, for two reasons. At the time I started the first one, I was living in, uh, in Florida and um, had spent a lot of time working in the South Florida area. And South Florida is just a, a fascinating area for healthcare related topics. There's so much, uh, it's kind of the, um, the bellwether, if you will, for healthcare because of the demographics of the state. So there's just, it's a, a, I call it a target rich environment. There's just lots of uh, things to choose from. You know, we had the pill mills in Florida, which was the subject of one of my books. We've uh, just a, a plethora of uh, topics in Florida. And so when I got ready to write number seven, I was in the process of moving to North Carolina and decided that I wanted to write, uh, uh, or actually number six, The Cure, I wrote uh, when I was in North Carolina in the process of moving to North Carolina. And I wanted to try something different just uh, because like I say, my first five books, I said earlier, my first six books, but my first five books were all set in Florida. And I wanted to try a, a different setting and uh, North Carolina obviously is an area that I, I know and love and the stories have to fit the, the setting mm -hmm. and vice versa. Uh, and then when I went to do the healing tree, obviously that one fit this area because it starts out in a hike in the national park. Uh, but when I'm going to book number eight, uh, again, tentatively titled The Treatment Plan, uh, it relates to uh, people, I read an article about people literally getting kicked out of these drug treatment programs and literally dumped on the side of the street in the South Florida area. And it's rampant. I went down there and did some research and talked to some first responders and some people that live down there. And the article I read, uh, it, was, it had not been exaggerated. They said they pick up people, this has been a couple of years ago when I was doing the research, but they said they pick up people on a weekly basis that have literally been pushed out of a car or a vehicle and dumped on the street somewhere. Wow. And I just, I, that's just wrong at every level. And that's why I, I wanted to write something about that. So that was the genesis for um, the, the book number eight. Well, book number eight, you know, I'm, I'm on my third book. And you just, oh, that was book number five. That was book number six. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I can't stand it. I hope I can um, maintain my enthusiasm like you have maintained your enthusiasm for writing this seventh of course seventh medical thriller and then on to the eighth medical thriller so today we're talking about the healing tree but you know it's all wrapped up in all of your not only your experiences in your 28 years in your career but also the writing of all these books um, i want to ask you now about book signings are you going to be i mean it's covid and so, uh, but people are still having book signings. Um, sometimes they're local and sometimes they're on Zoom. So can you tell us where you are with the Healing Tree and any book signings? Yeah, as you know, COVID, as you mentioned, COVID has changed things in terms of face-to-face uh, -face, uh, gatherings. I will be doing a virtual book launch on uh, the details and then the schedule on that will be uh, announced on my website. So you can go to my website, get information. I am in the process of setting up some book signings uh, with some bookstores in the area. The first one, uh, Blue Ridge Books in Waynesville, they have committed to hosting my, in fact, they 
requested to host my first book signing. I've done several book signings there, great little independent bookstore in Waynesville. Uh, we have not uh, nailed down a schedule yet, uh, but we're trying to zero in on a date this spring and also talking to some other independent bookstores in the area. And again, I'll be posting those details on my website as we get those confirmed. I've been in that and the Blue Ridge bookstore. It's just great. And the and the proprietors are just really lovely, lovely people. Um, it has a good um, small town feel. I have the the link to that website. And what I'd like to do with your permission, Daryl, is put your email address on the, in the program notes. So if people are interested in emailing you and finding out when you're going to have your launch, your launching webinar, whatever that is, and when you're going to be when you're going to be at local book signings or and or when you're going to do them on Zoom, and they can email you and keep keep track of that. Is would that be all right? Oh, absolutely. I love hearing uh, from readers and uh, conversing with readers. So please uh, do that and would love to hear from anybody out there. If you have questions or just want to chat or have questions about any of my books or characters, I would love to, uh, to hear from you. This has been great. Appreciate you giving me the opportunity and uh, Look forward to hearing from your fans. Great. Thank you so much. This was such a treat to talk to Daryl today. I really encourage you to check out all of his books. You can see the links in the program notes to his website and all of his books. The Healing Tree is going to be a splash. I really encourage you to get the copy right away. Email Daryl for advanced copies. Thank you so much for listening to In The Know. If you would like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing and sharing it with your family and friends. You can like this episode, leave a comment, and even add a rating. Your support is very important to the success of In The Know. Thank you for listening and see you next time.